Blog Talk Radio. This is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Wiglet, Jiglet, what a race! Always be Mickey on the outside. Always be Mickey. They're off, and it is on. And betting line has taken the lead. Two, two, boom! You're tuned in to Harness Racing's fastest 90 minutes post time with Mike and Mike, with co-host Mike Carter. Believe in the spirit? Do you believe in miracles? And Mike Bozen. Smoking Gun Shaman Hall production. Smoking Gun is flying. Here comes Smoking Gun. I don't know. That just happened. That just happened. Turn that dial, you're not mistaken, it's a morning, I almost said Monday morning, this is the morning edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich, and Mike, uh, we had to wake everybody up a little early this morning, including our good friend uh, Gabe Pruitt, but he'll be on a little bit later on. Listen, guys, we got a very special show. Scott D. Domenico is going to come on the show, Mike, and we're going to talk a little bit about Missile J, and I'll tell you what, Missile J has been absolutely phenomenal as of late. Yeah. Oh, is it showtime? Yeah. <laughs> good, morning. good morning, everybody. Yeah, 1030s not uh, necessarily aren't cup of tea. No, seriously, uh, yeah, Missile J has been on a roll, Mike. He's just been very, very good. He's won seven of eight starts this year, and we've got his trainer, Scott D. Domenico, on the program coming up in just a few minutes. We're going to talk about Missile J plus, Mike, just a couple of short days ago. Scott D. Domenico got his 1,000th training win, so uh, we'll talk to him about that. And actually, it's kind of a milestone day, too, Mike, because we've got Aaron Merriman coming on the show at about uh, 1045 or so, and he just notched his 9,000th win at the Meadows. Yeah, he just notched his 9,000th win. I got to present him uh, with his uh, little plaque at uh, Northfield Park the other night. And what's funny about that, Mike, is I got to present him with his 8,000th career victory as well. So, uh, you know, it's been a it's been fun to uh, chat with Aaron Merriman and kind of see him, uh, you know, win over the last year. We're also going to talk to Red Hot Russell Foster, Mike, and he has been on fire as of late at Rosecroft Raceway. Well, I had a six wins at uh, one of the cards in the end of March uh, at Rosecroft and then coming off of a four-win performance yesterday, uh, or rather Tuesday, at Rosecroft. He's also been driving at Dover, so he has been very hot uh, at both locations, especially at Dover because, you know, you've got uh, a lot of the, you know, more well-known drivers at Dover, and uh, Russell Foster a lot of times climbs under the radar so you can get some good prices on him. Uh, so we're going to talk to him towards the top. Our man Matt Rose is going to come on uh, for Around the Horn once again. We're going to talk a little matchmaker, a little Levy, as well as our guy, Mike Gabe Pruitt. Did you see the video, Mike, that Gabe uh, put on? on Facebook when uh, him and John Barry were talking and all of a sudden one of the lights in the studio went off. Did you see that? Yeah. You know, it was interesting because uh, they, the, what looked like a bomb went off and then they both just kind of looked at it like, huh, that was not a gunshot. And then you see uh, John Barry point to something. I believe that was a fire. So we'll have to ask uh, Gabe about that as well. 
Well, I'll tell you what, but you got to give them guys credit, you know, not knowing what, and, and I know in being one in one of those broadcasts, Mike, you know, as well, you have the bright lights on you. Um, so it's very tough sometimes to see. And when one of those things goes off and when one of, when it happens like that, you're not necessarily seeing it all the way clear. And so really, you know, you didn't really know what it was, but, uh, I got to give Gabe and I got to give John credit through uh through war and battle they just kept going on and it was uh you know show as usual so you got to give them guys credit well we're going to get this thing started it's the morning edition of post time with mike and mike presented by bet america missile j trainer scott the dominico is first up you've got post time with mike and mike presented by bet america we'll be back in just a moment now at bet america every track is a bonus track Earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track. We also offer more points for all exotic wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward points, state restrictions. The New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program places retired racehorses into approved monitored homes and transitions them into second careers. New Vocations has placed over 350 retired standard breads the past three years. They are now accepting horses from all racetracks in the United States. New Vocations has facilities in Ohio, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania and is expanding to New York. To learn more, visit newvocations.org and on Facebook at New Vocations. Racehorse Adoption Program. Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The Stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At the stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. Little Jackson Brown bringing us back off a break in this uh, morning. I wish it was beautiful, but it's not. It's gray and it's soggy. And uh, we're getting ready for Carded Harris, Philadelphia, sitting in the booth. Mike, I got to tell you, the fog is rolling in now on top of it. So it's uh, pretty hard to see the banks of the Delaware right now. Listen, man, you, uh, you, you're going to have a little bit of trouble uh, calling the races today if uh, you get the fog in there. Uh, that's all right. I'll just uh, guess on it like I usually do. We'll just make it up <laughs> as it goes. Right now, trainer Scott the Domenico is joining the program. Scott of Missile J fame. Scott, how are you, my friend? What's going on, guys? How are you? Nah, doing fantastic. We certainly appreciate you joining us this morning. You've got a, a very hot horse, a horse that has won seven of eight. Missile J has just been on fire, making his presence felt in the Levy. Tell us a little bit about Missile J, maybe the backstory and uh, how you got the trainer. Uh, we bought him out of the sale at uh, the Meadowlands there in January. He was uh, 
You know, he was a very high-speed horse at uh, two and three. You know, being on the New York Sire Stakes program, I got to watch him go a little bit. And, you know, he always intrigued me as far as, you know, talent-wise and speed-wise. He won the Rooney at three at Yonkers. And, uh, you know, obviously it would be hard to sit here and say as much as I'd like to that, uh, you know, I thought this was going to be the way it'd go down and how it would all shake out. But uh, it was more like, you know, uh, Brian Carsey and John McGill, we were we were kind of looking to put a young horse in our barn that uh, could race at Yonkers and, and at Summit Harris, Philadelphia, and Poconos and stuff for, for the uh, spring and summer. And, uh, you know, he was probably one of the better horses offered at the sale, and uh, fortunately we were the ones to get him. Now, Scott, Missile J has been racing fantastically in the Levy. When you made this purchase with uh, Brian Carcian, uh group, were you expecting Missile J to be this good? No, it'd be – I'd love to sit here and tell you, absolutely. You know, I was the mastermind behind this whole uh, grand scheme of buying uh, a Levy horse like this or a horse that we thought would win, you know, seven out of eight or something like that. But uh, I think that'd be uh, far from the case. I think we were – we had the intentions of just trying to buy a young uh, sprinting horse that could uh, do some good, and we knew he could get around a half-mile track, you know, being that he raced on the sire stakes stuff. But uh, we're very fortunate. Uh, it's turned out the way it has. It's been, been really, really fun to this point. Visiting with trainer Sconti Domenico. Scott, what's uh, what's ahead for Missile J? Let's be the ultimate optimist. Let's say he finishes his Levy Conquest. What's going forward? Well, he's uh, he's eligible to a lot of stuff. Um, you know, I would say after the Levy, I think he'd be able to get a week or two off, and uh, he's eligible to the four-year-old graduate series, and I think that's what we'd aim next at. Sounds pretty good. Scott, We've uh, this is your post time with Mike and Mike debut. This is the first time we've had you on the program. So before we let you go, we got, we got to talk a little bit about you. Why don't you tell us how you got started in the business and and uh, got going in harness racing? Well, I was uh, I always had a passion for horses when I, you know, even in my younger days, I always liked, uh, liked horses. I always wanted to be around them. So that kind of got my dad uh, to, to buy a horse back a long time ago there and uh he used to take me to the barns when i was like 12 13 years old and it was just something that that always clicked it was something i always really really liked and and wanted to do you know i was one of the the kids at school and i had the program inside my you know science book and and kind of focused in on the races more so than than my school work which you know i don't know if it's good or bad but uh to this point it's been been enjoyable you know i i really like the the daily grind for training and and racing at night and stuff and it's it's really the only thing i've ever wanted really to do scott one more uh quick question before we let you go on missile j now I, one thing i've noticed sure. about missile j is he can race on just about any racetrack and so far this year he's been uh all over the place he's been to dover he's been to yonkers the meadowlands um what is it about him that makes him so versatile and uh are you considering anything on the uh half mile track this year uh i think the biggest biggest attribute that he's got is he's a sprinter you know he can he can just fly off a helmet and i think that makes him uh that makes him special in a lot of ways where you know 
the race and the trip doesn't always have to go in his favor for him to win. You know, he can he can sit back third over or or you know leave or however you want to race him, and he's going to still give you a very good effort. All right. Well, Scott, listen, we appreciate you joining us, my friend. Best of luck to you as you look to conquer the Levy and the going forward here in 2017. By the way, who else in the D Domenico barn should we be looking out for in uh, 2017 and beyond, maybe? Uh, well, we bought a horse called Baramaw, who, uh, you know, he looks very good right now. I'm not sure if he's a stakes caliber kind of horse, but uh, he's been racing very well. And I have... Uh, couple of three-year-old fillies that we're, we're kind of optimistic about. So hopefully all about the pace or Angel's Pride can uh, can shake somebody's head. And we had to throw this at you, Scott, real quick. Congratulations on your 1,000th win. That had to be quite a milestone for you. Yeah, it, it was great. You know, uh, put a lot of hard work and effort and a lot of long nights and shaking your head and, and stuff like that. But to uh, – to get there was very special and uh hopefully uh 2000 will come a little quicker scott we appreciate you joining us my friend best of luck to you going forward okay thanks guys all right, that was trainer Scott Domenico. Just picked up his 1,000th win a few days ago. Uh, trainer of Missile J, who's just absolutely doing some great things in the George Morton Levy. Looking forward to uh, to see what's going on with him as uh, 2017 progresses. Aaron Merriman's in the on deck circle. As a matter of fact, I know he's got to uh, he's got to run for qualifiers. So we're uh, going to forego the commercial break, and we're going to bring Aaron right in here. Aaron, welcome to the program, my friend. Hey, gentlemen, how are you? Good. 9,000th win came at the Meadows uh, just a couple of days ago, and it seems like you're racking up these wins like, you know, like like uh, I would eat pancakes. I mean, 2015 leading jo- uh, dash winner, 2016 leading dash winner. You've already got a 120-win lead over my man Corey Callahan here, who still says he's going to try to catch you. But, boy, that's going to that's gonna be tough. But uh, congratulations on your 9,000th, my friend. That had to be quite a, uh, quite a milestone, quite a feat. Yeah, it definitely is. You know, uh, like you said, the numbers have just been kind of like piling up and coming real fast. But, uh, you know, I'm uh, trying to enjoy it. You know, each win uh, means, you know, just about as much as the other one does. Aaron, I got lucky enough to present you with your 8,000th victory uh, just last year, and then I got to come out and give you your 9,000 uh, plaque uh, this time around. You've had some pretty big drives uh, so far in your career, including a drive in the Hamiltonian Oaks. What was that like to compete in that race? I mean, you know, like I was in the Hamiltonian the year before, and then the Hamiltonian Oaks. Uh, it's just, like I said, it's uh, it's phenomenal to be, you know, part of the, you know, the bigger Grand Circuit races, especially being in, and you know, in base out of the Midwest. You know, um, I couldn't uh, couldn't ask for more of an opportunity, you know, to to compete, and um, that's just what I want to do. You know, I, you know, the opportunity is there, then I then I take it. But like you know, the Hamiltonian, it's, yeah, that's our Super Bowl, in my opinion. You know, it's you know, bigger than a little brown jug, and and I'm kind of a partial to trotters a little bit, so it was uh, even even nicer. Aaron, one of the things uh, about you is obviously you're continuing this grueling schedule. I mean, Northfield at night and the Meadows during the day, and this is something uh, that I read over the past couple of days that you plan uh, on continue doing for as long as uh, I guess you possibly can for the foreseeable future, huh? Yeah, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm definitely a day-to-day guy, but um, the quality racing has uh, has just improved so much, and the opportunity to drive nice horses that you know at both places, uh, it's a very very tedious 
you know, but like I said, it's almost better that they piggyback each other. Um, you know, each day it might be four days of double headers, but like I said, it's not six days of race. You know, I mean, they're the same amount of cards. You know, spread out. Um, it gives me an opportunity. You know, a few days a week to to make a choice to. You know what I mean? Like just kind of chill or you know do whatever I want. And um, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's going to get real real busy here soon. Uh, that's for you know, with stake season coming up, and I'll be uh, spread a little bit more thin. But uh, you know, I just. I just like to do it, and I'm, I kind of get in a, a little bit of a rhythm. You know, you do the same thing every day. And, uh, you know, my son's 14 lives with me, and, you know, my, my daughter is two and she lives in New Jersey, so I kind of got to, you know, balance those two things. But it still works out, and I just, like I said, I love to race and love having the opportunity to do it. Aaron, you've been the Dash champion uh, in the last two years, and it looks like you're on track to do it again. What does it mean to be able to be a driver that can win more than any other uh, in the United States or uh, in North America? Um, like I said, it almost seems like it's just like, you know, he's just not afraid to work, you know, or, or race. You know I mean? Like, I really don't consider it work most of the time. Um, it's just uh, – it's great, you know, it shows that, you know, wherever track I go to, I, you know, I get some quality drives and, you know, it kind of like shows for, you know, your whole body of work over your career, you know, that people want to use you. Like, no matter where I go, I always get, you know, pick up other drives. So, I mean, it just makes a lot, you know, of course, of you know, the bulk of my wins are from the Northfield and the Meadows, but those are also my home tracks as anybody else would be, you know. Um, but I have the opportunity to win and drive good horses everywhere I go. I think they say, okay, he's got a knack for winning or he's, you and me got that drive, so I think people just give me the opportunity. Aaron, before we let you hit the track, we know you got qualifiers in a couple of minutes, but it seems like you have a lot of fun out there. I mean, I always watch Chris Gooden's videos. I always see a clown, and Chris takes some great photos of you. What would you say, and I, and I know you have fun wherever you go, and last time we were on the program, I know you talked about the Northfield locker room a little bit and, and uh, you know, all the pranks that go on there, but what would you say the biggest difference is between the Meadows locker room, driver's room, and the Northfield driver's room. Do you have equally as much fun in both places, or do you have to kind of tone it down one place or the other? Definitely have fun at both places. Uh, <laughs> just a little different. The Northfield, you know, they kind of, they're, they, uh, so there's a lot more time to, um, I'm trying to think here. <laughs> Sorry, my, my, my phone. That's okay. My you phone don't have to be. Hey, you, you don't have to be. You have to remember this is a family show, so you have to keep it politically correct. <laughs> no, my phone switched to my Bluetooth. No, um, I like. Uh, you know, the Northville has a little time in between races, so you kind of get a little bit more. Um, I guess more play time. But I mean, I've got some friends over there that I grew up with the, at the Meadows. There, like, and it's nonstop. You know what I mean? Uh, definitely. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't really choose. It's, it's definitely different. I, they pick on me a lot more at the Meadows. I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not usually the bigger target at, at Northfield. The other Merriman is. He, he's. He's. They kind of really get on him pretty good. But I mean, I, it's just fun, you know. You get to, like I said, you get to race with your friends, you know. And once you're on the track, you know, friendships really don't matter. Which that's, I would rather have it. You know what I mean? You, you, you're out there, and, and you're there out there to race horses, you know, and, and be competitive. And I'm a guy that never says a word. You know, it's. You get parts, you get parts. You know, it's. it's leave my man, Jay. Leave my man, Jason alone. He's a Michigan guy like me. <laughs> I think that's part of the problem. He's from Michigan. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> well, Aaron, that's, we that's, sure... that's that's a bad thing. 
Well, Aaron, we certainly appreciate you uh, coming on the show. And uh, listen, good luck at qualifiers. And do me a favor, will you? Slow down. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I might be going to jail soon, which I already have to go to jail, which, I, I mean, I, it's kind of personal, but for my speeding ticket. So uh, we're going to figure out what – I just got out of court March 24th, and then I got a ticket the other day. And I'm not the same cop that gave me the one before. So I'm hoping uh, they cut me a break. He says he's going to go to court with me and – Tell the prosecutor I'm not a bad guy. So I'm hoping I'm hoping that that reigns true. So, All right, buddy. We appreciate that. All right, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. All right, that was Well, you know, my best what happens when he's trying to squeeze in a three-hour drive in about an hour and a half to the post office about up against each other and trying to make more field and you're the matter. That's got to be tough on these guys. Hey, 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 Mike. You sound like a robot right now. Um, I got about maybe a, a, a second and a half of what you said. I think he said he said uh, that's what happens when you try to squeeze a three-hour trip into a day. We're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, we've got more from Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Embroidery Unlimited is a premier provider of quality embroidery, screen printing, and promotional products. Our commitment to quality and pride in our work is second to none. We focus on quality and customer service. For all of your stable or business needs, Embroidery Unlimited is the number one provider in harness racing. Give Jim Winsky a call at 508-485-5522. That's 508-485-5522. Or visit them on the internet at EmbroideryUNL.com. That's EmbroideryUNL.com. Embroidery Unlimited. Consider who we are. According to the 2010 Equine Census, we are 28,340 people with 81,000 horses on 16,040 properties that comprise 587,000 acres. Our assets are $5.6 billion. Our direct operating expenses are $363 million. And our economic impact has never been accurately measured, but is in the billions. We are every breed and every discipline in the horse world, and we are the place where many of those disciplines began in these United States. We are the Maryland Horse Council. For more information, visit mdhorsecouncil.org. That's mdhorsecouncil.org. The Downs at Mohican Sun Pocono is your home for exciting harness racing. Coming Mondays in April, it's Lucky 25 night. Purchase $25 in live racing vouchers and rematch it for a total of $50 in vouchers. The promotion starts at 5 p.m. See the racing rewards desk for details. Live racing in April every Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Saturday with a post time of 6.30 Sundays. Start time 7.30. No live racing on Monday, April 3rd. It's the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Running. 
Racing Aces Casino and Racetrack is gearing up for its 10th anniversary of live harness racing action. Opening night is May 20th, and live racing will be conducted every Tuesday, Saturday, and Sunday night through September 16th. Located just north of the Twin Cities off I-35 in beautiful Minnesota, Running Aces has blossomed into the premier harness racing facility and card club casino in the upper Midwest. You can find our signal on major ADW sites and in simulcast centers across North America. For more information, visit our website, runaces.com. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich, except I'm not alongside of Mike Bozich right now, currently having some technical issues. We've got a great show continuing for you. We've got Russell Foster and Gabe Pruitt coming up here in just a little bit. While Mike works on his issues, we, uh, we've got something from our year-end review show that I'm going to go ahead and play. And uh, it actually kind of matches up with this just a little bit. We had a bloopers segment during that show. And uh, during the first year of Post Time with Mike and Mike, we kind of had a uh, we kind of had some snafus here or there. And we got to present those on the year in review show. We're going to go ahead and play that for you right now. We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike's year in review show. I'm Mike Bozich. One thing that I've learned in my 20 years of broadcasting is that there will be times where things don't work out from a technical point of view. Some beyond your control, others well within your control. And although I consider Post Time with Mike and Mike to be a smashing success, we have had our fair share of technological glitches, gaffes, and fumbles throughout the past year. As a matter of fact, you can probably find enough of them at our first three test shows to fill a whole program. Let's start with the very first few minutes of post time with Mike and Mike's existence, which include a less than desirable, quickly crafted, <laughs> just plain terrible open. <laughs> Can you hear me? (laughs) 
I can. Can you hear me? <laughs> we are on and live. Uh, Michael Carter joined by uh, Michael Bozich. And, uh, Mike, I'll let you go ahead and take the lead, my friend. If you'd like to make a call, please hang up and try again. If Mike, you can need you help, hang up and then dial your operator. I can. Can you hear me? Well, it was clear that nobody could hear anybody in the early days of post time with Mike and Mike. Let's fast forward to test show number three, which had uh, quite a weird beginning. Hello, everyone. Joined by Michael Bozich. Mike, are you on air with us? <laughs> yeah, I don't think we have Mike Bozich just yet. Are you, you guys, can you guys hear me? Yes, we can. Are you okay, calling this into is the Freddie show? Hudson. Yeah, this is Freddie Hudson. I was just calling in to wish you guys much luck. <laughs> appreciate it, Freddie. We uh, appreciate it. Do you have a question for our show before we begin? Uh, not really. I was just really calling up there. If you guys had anything on the international trot and stuff like that, um, I know that you, uh, I saw that. Uh, I think Clarissa posted that on Facebook over there. Of uh, trying to Wonderful. give you guys a little support there. So I just All right. to well, we appreciate it. Well, we appreciate it, Freddie, and I uh, thank you for calling. Okay. Oh okay, yeah. Thanks. Bye. Well, tonight we're going to go over, and we're still waiting on Mike Bozich. Again, this is why we call these the. Uh, the test episodes. So we want to make sure. Yeah, right. yeah, Mike, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm here. <laughs> so, I'm here. Uh, tonight, uh, Mike, we got an action-packed show. Yeah, we still we we sure do. You now you can hear me all right, correct? Yeah, we I can hear you just fine. Oh, that's that's I didn't perfect. Know, I, okay. I, didn't, I, I got on literally just as I finished giving the rundown. Well, that's fantastic. I'm going to have to start calling this thing at about 2 o'clock, about five hours beforehand to make sure that that uh, I'm in good shape. When setting up the show, we go through blogtalkradio.com, and we set the length of the show, normally an hour and a half to two hours. Well, Mike Carter had other ideas and other thoughts. Let's listen into this classic post-time with Mike and Mike Gaff. Welcome back to Post Time with Mike and Mike. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And Mike, I uh, I made a small error when creating the episode. I only created it for 15 minutes instead of 90. So we're going to disconnect. We're, we're disconnecting in 10 seconds. I'm going to go live. There will be a link on our uh, blog talk website, and I will tweet it out here in just a moment. Unfortunately, we're being disconnected. So, uh, Mike, I'm going to end the episode, and uh, we'll uh, go live. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Sounds good. If you'd like to make a call, please hang up and try again. If you need help, hang up and then dial your operator. If you need help, hang up and then dial your operator. One thing is for sure. Back in the early days, post time with Mike and Mike needed a lot. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich, and we're going to forego our commercial break and bring in our friend Russell Foster. Uh, Russell, thanks so much uh, for uh, sticking with us uh, during that little bit of a technical snafu. Oh, no problem, no problem. 
Russell, you have been red hot in 2017. Uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, how your career got started and how you got to uh, driving horses. Well, uh, I've always been in the business because my family was in the business, so I was always around the barn when I was young. And then after I graduated high school, I decided I wanted to go ahead and get my license. So I went ahead and went through the qualifiers and all that and started driving in 09, but I never had much luck with it. And my grandfather had a lot of horses. I was working for him at the time, so I didn't really have a lot of time to focus on it. But then uh, the last couple of years here, he's really cut back on horses, and that gave me a lot more chance to focus on driving and when Rosecroft got going again, that really helped me out a lot, and things just kind of took off last year. Russell, Mike Bozich here. Uh, now, Russell, you're going back and forth uh, between Rosecroft and Dover. Obviously, you've been red hot at Rosecroft. Dover, you drive uh, quite a bit more long shots. Tell us a little bit about the difference between the two racetracks. We know they're both five-eighths of a mile in circumference, but tell us a little bit about the difference, uh, the major difference that you see between uh, racing at Rosecroft and Dover. Uh, well, I just have to say Dover, they they seem to have better horses over there and higher purses. I guess that'll bring better horses, but really that's the main difference that I see. Now, Russell, uh, you've had uh, many wins in your driving career. In fact, you've had just over 300. What to date is uh, maybe what you would consider the biggest win, and what race would you like to win in your career? Well, the biggest one I've had so far was uh, I won a couple Maryland Sire Stakes last year. Uh, Mr. Ham Sandwich is the one that sticks out to me. He's really a good two-year-old, and I'm looking forward to him coming back as a three-year-old. And as far as what race I'd like to win, I I really haven't set any goals. I'd like to win a few more Sire Stakes and just see if it could escalate from there. Visiting with Russell Foster here on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Russell, what do you what do you see ahead in the future? Would you you want to basically do more catch driving? Do you want to uh, maybe get into the training aspect of it? What uh, what do you see for yourself uh, looking ahead? I'm just kind of taking it as it comes right now. I'd like to see how the next couple of years progress, and if I can get more drives, I'm going to try to stick with that. Uh, I never really got out of the training. I'm still helping my grandfather, and I've got a couple horses of my own. I wouldn't mind having a couple more of my own. I'd like to just keep a small stable of my own and keep catch driving and see how far that will take me. All right. Well, Russell, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us, my friend. Best of luck to you. It's fun uh, watching you out there drive. I know you had the big six-pack back at the end of March. Four wins yesterday at Rosecroft. Best of luck to you looking ahead, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. All right, that was driver Russell Foster here on this program making his post time with Mike and Mike debut. And uh, obviously, uh, Mike, a very humble guy, but a guy that I have certainly enjoyed watching, especially over the past couple of months, both at Rosecroft and Dover. Yeah, definitely. It's been a lot of fun to watch him drive. And I, I was doing a little bit of research on him, Mike, and, you know, he, he's only got a, a little over 300 drives. But for those who don't know, like he said, he said he wasn't very good at it in 2009. He seems to have gotten very good at it over the last two years. In fact, the last two years has been his breakout seasons. Uh, so hopefully we'll see uh, Russell Foster on the uh, on the big stage, Mike. 
Absolutely. And, you know, part of it, being a gambler, Mike, and obviously everybody knows, like, the well-named drivers. Everybody knows the Tim Tetricks and the Yannick Gingras and the Dave and Brett Millers of the world. But I think as a gambler where you can really make money, we can really focus in, are some of the guys, and I don't want to say unknown guys, but some of the guys that may fly under the radar. And Russell Foster, I think, is certainly one of them guys that fly under the radar. And I'll tell you what, if you're a gambler, you better get in on making money with him now because he's not going to be flying under the radar forever, <laughs> especially if he keeps winning at this rate. Isn't that the truth? Well, Mike, it seems like our uh, our tech issues are, uh, are are resolved. And listen, for those of you who joined us during the blooper, <laughs> blooper segment, we had a little bit of a uh, snafu during the Aaron Merriman segment, so we kind of filled in. And, Mike, that's why we keep a couple of those segments in the studio, just in case uh, one of us has a uh, technical issue and we can kind of, you know, kind of fill in with dead air if we need to. Well, you know, I'll tell you, I was listening to that blooper segment a little bit, and it it just it cracks me up every time, um, you know, especially especially the one where it was your fault, where you set up the show for that, 15 that's minutes. The funniest part about and we that. Had, we had to call back all the guests. As a matter of fact, I think we had uh, – who do we have on that show? We George, had George Teague. We had George Teague. We actually got the George Teague Anthony interview Hansen. in. We had Nancy Johansson, and uh, we had James Witherwright, I think, on that show. We had to call and retape that, and uh, I think we went on the air the next day. But, you know, things happen. I mean, especially – and, you know, considering the weather, too, Mike. Listen, I've always been taught in radio that when things go bad, you got to blame the weather. So that's exactly what I'm going to do here today. Yeah, definitely. And you know what's funny about that 15-minute segment as I sit and listen to it? I said, oh, yeah, we're going to come back. We're going to go live. And then we both found out, oh, we can't do that either because I pushed the end, uh, end, end show uh, – button but hey you know what we learn from our mistakes and we uh when we have a lot of fun and the one thing about it and for those of you who listen to our show on a regular basis you guys already know this but for those of you who may be listening for the first time when things like that happen we kind of just laugh it off i mean it is what it is and there's nothing we can do about it and we just kind of we kind of laugh and mike uh, i think this will uh end up in our year-end <laughs> year-end review show well maybe i don't know if it was that bad but i honestly I'll tell you, I've been in broadcasting for such a long time, and it has happened. Uh, it, it, I mean, obviously, you want to minimize the amount of times that it happens, but it's going to happen. I mean, when you're dealing with electronics, and especially in our situation where we're talking miles and miles apart, I mean, I'm in Pennsylvania and Maryland, and you're in Ohio, things like that are going to happen. But, you know, actually, that uh, thing we like to have production meetings on the air, that just gives me a little bit of an idea. And maybe towards the end of the year, we can get our broadcasting. Uh, compadres together, guys like Hollywood Hayden and Ken Warkington and, and uh, you know, some of the guys that do broadcast throughout the industry and maybe get some of our little bloops and blunders together and maybe uh, maybe have a year-end show of that. I think that'd be kind of funny. As a matter of fact, our very next guest, Gabe Pruitt, has got a little bit of a blunder he's going to talk about. Mike, we talked about that before we actually had our blunder. Maybe that's why, maybe that we jinxed ourselves, you know. We talked about Gabe Pruitt and his thing in the, in the, the light exploding above him and uh, John Barry, when they're doing their pregame show, maybe we jinxed ourselves, and either that or maybe Gabe was up to it. Maybe Gabe Listen, jinxed us. I, you know what? I don't have anything funny to say to Gabe, and he's not on the hold, so uh, I could say this. You know what? Maybe we'll uh, we'll have some. We'll blame him for this. That's who we'll blame. We'll blame well, Gabe for it when, when we come back. There from you this go. One. <laughs> oh my goodness! Always we have to, Listen, we always have to blame somebody. That's right. When we come back from this commercial break, you got Gabe Pruitt and the Pompano Park segment that's coming up next on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Ever dream of owning your own racehorse? How would you like to get in the winner's circle with the number one harness racing partnership in the U.S.? 
VIP state. There's nothing like the thrill of your horse coming down the stretch. To find out more, call VIP Stable at 877-VIP-WIN-1 or visit us on the web at www.vipstable.com. Turning horse racing fans into racehorse owners. Be a winner. Now at Bet America, every track is a bonus track. Earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track. We also offer more points for all exotic wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward points, state restrictions. Running Aces Casino and Racetrack is gearing up for its 10th anniversary of live harness racing action. Opening night is May 20th, and live racing will be conducted every Tuesday, Saturday, and Sunday night through September 16th. Located just north of the Twin Cities off I-35 in beautiful Minnesota, Running Aces has blossomed into the premier harness racing facility and card club casino in the upper Midwest. You can find our signal on major ADW sites and in simulcast centers across North America. For more information, visit our website, runaces.com. The action is always hot at Hardest Racing's Windsor Capital, Pompano Park. With guaranteed pools, constant carryovers, and industry load takeouts, Pompano Park has become one of Harness Racing's greatest horse player attractions. Live racing five nights per week, Sunday through Wednesday and Saturday too, for the most time of 7.20 p.m. Eastern. Wager now at Harness Racing's Winter Capital, Pompano Park. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich, and uh, we're going to have Gabe Pruitt on the program here in just a little bit to talk about Pompano Park. But, Mike, real quick, first we want to talk about the 2017 International Media Awards, which we have submitted our 9-11 segment to. And, Mike, uh, you know, we, uh, we, we worked very hard on getting that 9-11 segment together, and I think we were both in shambles. Uh, by the end of it uh, with how touching it was and we submitted it to the international uh, media awards for harness racing you can find out more at ustrotting.com absolutely that was one of those things that was very tough to put together and you know that whole show mike we had dom rabello on the program um as a standalone interview right before that now dom was working for the harness list at the time probably a lot of uh uh, people my age remember the, the old harness list kind of before social media and Facebook and Twitter and all that. And um, the headquarters, I think, for harness list, I, I don't want to say headquarters because it really wasn't you know, that big, but the uh, office was in one of the towers of the World Trade Center. And Dom Rabello, who, by the way, you can follow, you can follow at harnessdom.com. Uh, he's got like a huge library of videos, great, great um, old horse races and harness races. Um, 
he was in one of the towers when one of the planes hit. And uh, obviously, I think he was towards one of the lower floors. Like I think maybe it was like 20, 21, something like that. So he really didn't have too much of an issue uh, evacuating. But just talking to him, talking to uh, guys like Corey Callahan, who his friend's father was in the Pentagon when the Pentagon got hit, um, talking to people like Darren Zocali, who is on the Jersey side, actually watching the smoke bellow out. It was quite an emotional piece just hearing all the different stories of uh, different horsemen and drivers and trainers and, and uh, announcers just hearing their recollections of where they were that day. And the great thing about that piece, and Mike, I didn't even realize it until I went back and listened to it again. But the last voice that you hear on that piece was the late, great Sam McKee talking about where he was during 9-11. So uh, if you have a chance uh, to check it out, it's on, uh, obviously it's on our archive. You can go to uh, Post Time with Mike and Mike.com, or you can go to Blog Talk Radio and search our archive. And we also put it on social media. I think it's available via SoundCloud, so you can check that out as well. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of – speaking of the awards itself, Mike, there's a lot of great – uh, things on those awards. Um, I know Ryan Macedonio, our good friend from Trotcast, submitted several things. I know Gordon Waterstone has an article. There's like about seven or eight different categories. So some great stuff on there. Go to ustrotting.com and and uh, you know vote for some of these guys because and and Mike, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the 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 ones that get the most votes will be advancing, right? They'll be advancing to the finals, which basically then all the, the whole world will be eligible for these awards, right? That's correct. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. That's right. correct. Um, you know, once uh, once they're voted on and, uh, you know, they'll pick a U.S. entrant for each category and then they'll send that on to the International Media Awards, which, Mike, um, the International Drivers Challenge is going to be at PEI this year. So, uh, you know, some, uh, some, good, some good publicity for our friends at Charlottetown Driving Park. Absolutely, and the great Vance Cameron. Is there anything better than listening to Vance Cameron call a harness race? Listen, there is nothing better than hearing him go to the corner and hearing him say, boom, just like that. It's always, you know, it's always fun to listen to uh, Vance Cameron. And, you know, the one thing about Vance is, you know, he brings an excitement to a race. The race only goes for $60,000. I don't think people right. uh, understand, you know, understand that because they get so many big names every year, Mike. And he makes that race sound just amazing every single time. And you know what? He could make a five claimer sound like the Hamiltonian if he really wanted. It's fantastic. And, you know, you talk to a lot of these drivers, and they always mention the Gold Cup and Saucer as being one of their premier highlights of the year if they have a chance to go drive in it because they just make such a big deal about it. One of the coolest things I think about it, Mike, is uh, when they come out for the post parade, they have the spotlight on the horse. They dim the lights, and they put the spotlight on the horse. It's just a fantastic event. Like you said, it really doesn't go for a whole lot of money. I mean, it's really not a, you know, a Hambletonian quality uh, you know, style race, but obviously it's all about the event, and the event is just awesome, Mike, purely awesome. Now, Mike, another thing we've got going on is the $150 uh, Levy contest. And, Mike, that's uh, our tournament bracket contest is coming to an end. Listen, we know all the North Carolina fans are so excited that they won their game and they should have, you know, maybe they should have lost, whatever. Anyways, our man Peter Aiello, though, is a uh, is a standout so far. The track announcer at Gulfstream Park, Mike, he is still in, and he is uh, he's placed well the last couple of uh, starts. 
Yeah, our our man Pete Aiello is uh, definitely down. Let's see, he made it to the final eight. And as a matter of fact, the final eight looks like this. Mark Dudek uh, will be taking on Pete Aiello. Uh, let's see who else. We've got Matt Presto against John Vernags, Jan Hurley against Rick Kalina, and Terry Wilson against Felix. So if uh, either one of the eight are listening to this show, make sure you have your uh, George Morton Levy selections in by 6 o'clock on that Saturday. I know there's only like a couple of races uh, for the Levy. As a matter of fact, we're going to go around the horn here in just a few minutes after we get done with Gabe. Matt Rose is going to be joining us towards the bottom of the hour. We're going to talk about the Levy and the matchmaker. But uh, down to fi- the final late, obviously a lot of fun. We hope to do a lot of this stuff in the future, Mike, with the brackets, because I I think that's very exciting when you're playing up against each other and you have a chance to either go home and it's one or done. So we got a very good response. We got 32 contestants, just like we probably could have went to 64, Mike, but, you know, we didn't want to complicate things. But uh, obviously it's been a big success. Good luck to the final eight. Make sure you get your picks in. Email Mike at posttime with Mike and Mike.com with your selections. Yeah, the contest has been a lot of fun. And speaking of contest, Mike, our friends at Bet America, who uh, so uh, willingly sponsored the show, uh, have some fantastic contests themselves. In fact, you won a couple of them yourself. Um, it, it's interesting these contests that they have. You know, they've got qualifiers for a qualifier for a final. You know, they've got five dollar games. They've got ten dollar games, Mike. They've got two hundred dollar games. They've got games for just about everybody, and they're a lot of fun. Yeah, and it's $2 when in place, and they are a lot of fun. Um, and some of them are handcuffs, which means that once you you have to make all of your selections before post time of the first race and you can't change them. Some of them are live play where you can change them, so there's a lot of different strategies involved. But, yeah, I just started playing the contest uh, about a month ago, and I'll tell you, it is fantastic. They are a lot of fun, Mike. So check it out at Bet America. You will not be disappointed. All right, coming on now is our friend Gabe Pruitt and Gabe. Listen, we've got to uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna pick on you a little bit here. We had a technical snafu earlier, but we watched your video before the show. I think you jinxed us there, my friend. Oh yeah, technical snafu, huh? That's uh, that's no good. <laughs> well, no. Listen, we we blame you because you guys had the lights go out. We watched that video just before the show. We think you put a curse on us. <laughs> you know that was a scary moment uh, when the. Uh... We thought uh, that we were getting uh, shots fired at us upstairs there. What a uh, what a crazy uh, scenario. And then, uh, unfortunately, we had a little fire that we had to put out as well. But all is just safe. The Pompadour Grandstand is still standing. So we're all happy about that. That's fantastic. You know, Gabe, I got to tell you, we, when I was at Hazel Park and we were having – see, we had an elevator that came up to the fourth floor. Believe it or not, we did actually have an elevator. Well, you were there. And sometimes – the, the elevator was locked out of the press box, and you had to press in some kind of code. But a lot of times that code wouldn't work, so anybody can get up to the press box. And there was a couple of times there where people did get up to the press box, and those were shortly after the judge's inquiry. So you guys know where the announcer's booth is. I used to have to make a sign when I would close my announcer's booth door, and it would say judges with an arrow that way. So if they came to, to my door by accident, they would know exactly where the judges were but listen uh, congratulations on uh, surviving that buddy that that certainly could be a scary thing and i was saying with those bright lights on you i was telling mike earlier with those bright lights on you your your vision's limited so you know you can't really see the pop i'm sure when it first happened you know it is limited and and the funny thing is we had just changed the bulbs and those lights uh, prior to that uh that night's pregame show so it's uh apparently uh 
we didn't get the right ball bit, I guess, is uh, the best uh, – <laughs> what we found out uh, about um, one uh, earth-shattering uh, loud pop later. But, um, yeah, it was uh, it was crazy. We didn't really see it. I didn't actually see the uh, the flames uh, when the, uh, the the mild fire had started just off uh, the set. But uh, you can see John Barry, if you watch the video, point uh, – he, he didn't want to say what it was because we were still live on air, but uh, he had a good beat on, on that uh, fire right after it happened as well. Now, real quick, Gabe, before we move on to the Pompano stuff, I got to give you and John both a lot of credit. It happened. You guys mentioned it, and then you guys, you know, it was like nothing happened. And then as soon as John pointed, you knew, hey, it's time to get off the air. You guys uh, handled that with uh, some good professionalism, buddy. You know, I, I, those situations, you never know when something like that's going to happen. So uh, it, it went better than I could have imagined. Uh, fortunately, um, it, it didn't go any worse. All right, Gabe. Well, listen, the panic guys attack a... happened shortly after the cameras cut. <laughs> I can only imagine. Gabe, you guys had a, a little bit of a schedule change, and you guys have another schedule change coming. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that and what's your uh, racing schedule going to be like. That time of year, guys, uh, we step up uh, in a hurry to go to uh, five nights a week during the peak season, and we step down in a hurry as well uh, this time of year. We're actually down to three nights per week moving forward, so Sunday, Monday, Tuesday nights, uh, and that uh, schedule will remain intact through April. Uh, and then we'll go to the two nights uh, through the month of May. So, yes, we are winding down uh, slowly. we still got plenty of great action, though. Great week we just had. The uh, pick four pools averaged well over $20,000 through the uh, four nights a week. So that was great to uh, see. And we've got a uh, pick six carryover. Actually, a double carryover as it was missed again last night. Uh, 3500 had changed into uh, this coming Sunday night. Now, Draken Hanover has been a horse that, uh, you know, has been kind of dominant at Pompano Park uh, over the last couple of starts, and he raced very well this past week. Uh, talk to us a little bit about Draken, and uh, will we see him again this week? Don't think we're, we're definitely not going to see him this week. Uh, we did uh, already draw for Sunday night. By the way, we have a great card Sunday night to full fields. It's a great betting card. I think we should have a really great night uh, this coming Sunday night, uh, and you should definitely check it out. Dragon is not back in, though, and uh, word of the street is he may have made his last start here in uh, South Florida. He may be heading uh, north at this point, but he snapped right to the lead on uh, Sunday night. Really never contested, and uh, just another handy win uh, at the top level. No question, he's at the head of the class down here at the moment, and that's because Pinocchio has been on the uh, shelf, who had a phenomenal season. But uh, we are expecting Pinocchio back at some point, so uh, we should still see him uh, at least another start or two. But uh, to my knowledge, Draken Hanover will be uh, heading uh, north. Now, Gabe, we're going to get to your wagering pools here in just a minute. But let's talk a little bit about Bowley, who raced well, uh, come off a pocket trip and closed home. But who, who was more impressive in that race to me was So Handsome. And I got to tell you, So Handsome uh, might be worth the bet in, the, uh, in his next start. You know, he did race extremely well uh, in that uh, effort. And, and it, was a bit, it was a race where you almost have to go back and watch the replay to really appreciate how well so handsome race because there was a horse in there that was gapped off actually a multiple stakes winner that a lot of people are going to be familiar with dog on lucky was in that race uh for treader chuck sylvester and he gapped off and so handsome got caught behind him so he had to make up uh, plenty of ground there in that uh, middle half of the uh, mile but uh, still the race extremely well in a third place effort and he's a horse that um, is a bit hard to trust and so handsome he makes breaks from time to time, but uh, he's got uh, top-level speed, and uh, he has proven that he uh, can go with the open company uh, down here all season long. Prairie Fortune, who's been uh, one of our top trotters, just did not fire last time at a break-in stride of the backstretch, so not sure where uh, what's gone wrong with him at this point. 
But we know he's got a lot of talent. And I was very impressed with Tater Twister in that uh, same mile. He went to the lead and uh, cut out all the uh, fractions and just beating a half length on the uh, end of it. I thought that was a big effort to finish second. Now, Gabe, you guys have had some very big pick four pulls. You mentioned the double carryover in the pick six. If the pick six goes all the way to the end, uh, you know, and have to be forced out, will you guys uh, will you guys consider guaranteeing it possibly? Pick six is a tricky bet to um, to guarantee because it's uh, most of the time in the pick six you're you're, you're into uncharted territory, and uh, we find that typically in the pick six we get about to double the carryover in new money. So that's uh, that's the general rule of uh, thumb. And as you guys well know, uh, a lot of the more, you would say, popular bets, uh, I assume, uh, like the pick four, pick five, if you've got a carryover net, sometimes you can get four to five times new money. Uh, the pick six attracts a certain type of player to really wants to uh, shoot it to, I guess, what you would call a uh, home run. Uh, the good news is we do offer a consolation bet in it. So uh, if you do invest some money and you miss, uh, last night, for instance, guys, Five out of six was a tax ticket, six hundred and fifty some dollars. So it may sound tough on the surface, but again, if you invest some money and uh, no one has a pick six, you still get to a shoot at a nice consolation. And again, uh, someone took down a tax ticket score uh, for missing it last night, five of six. All right, Gabe. Well, we certainly appreciate you uh, coming on. And I, I, real quick before we let you go, I just want to let you know uh, <clears throat> the Indians are three and zero. That's all I'm saying. You know what? You know what the Indians' big problem is. Oh boy! When they get to the World Series, it's not the Cubs. I can tell you that. It's going to be the Dodgers, and they're going to oh, run into boy. a brick wall if they make it to Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gabe. Well, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Listen, we got about a month and a half or two months more to this uh, segment, and we're going to be talking baseball the entire way. So, folks, uh, strap on and hold, strap in and hold on tight because uh, it's going to be Dodgers versus uh, versus Indians and whoever Mike likes. It might, listen, Gabe, I think he might be a Miami Marlins fan or somebody like that. Go he's Cubs, a Cubs go. fan. I've heard him talk all oh, that trash. Boy. Yeah, he's a Cubs fan. I, I know he got his Jeez. one year of glory, so hopefully he enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, listen, we'll, he, we'll get an, listen, we'll get another World Series in about 150 years. Hopefully my great-great-great-great-great-grandkids can see it. <laughs> the good news is by the time we do this show next week, the Indians will probably be three and six at that point. So uh, <laughs> it'll be a fun time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, Gabe, we certainly appreciate it, buddy, and uh, we'll see you next week, all right? All right. Thanks, guys. All right, that was Gabe Pruitt. And Mike, I, I, th- every week it turns into a uh, into a funny segment, and that segment is a lot of fun. We get to, you know, we this show is uh, a lot of serious talk, a lot of interviews, a lot of fun, but that segment there has uh, been the most fun so far this year. No question about it. Gabe is absolutely one of the best. I mean, he's just a professional guy. He's a great announcer. He does a great job of uh, basically running the show down there at Pompano Park. Uh, the gamblers have uh, certainly taken a liking to it. He set up a great wagering menu, and it's been a fun product to watch, especially on Sunday night in the winter, Mike, when there's just very limited competition. I mean, all eyes basically are on Pompano, and you got to give Gabe credit because he knows that you know Sunday nights all eyes are going to be on him in the harness racing world, and they take advantage of it quite well. Yes, sir. That is the truth. Well, the Around the Horn segment is up next. We tried to move this segment to the middle of the show, but some scheduling stuff kind of moved that back a little bit. But we'll go Around the Horn with Matt Rose when we come back on this side of the commercial break. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by BetAmerica. At BetAmerica, we're giving away free Kentucky Derby bets. Bet a winner in any derby prep race now through April 15th, and we'll give you a free bet on that horse to win the 2017 Kentucky Derby. Check out the BetAmerica.com promo calendar for opt-in info and rules. 
And don't forget about our new bigger and better intro bonus, where your first deposit is tripled. Join Bet America today. Consider who we are. According to the 2010 Equine Census, we are 28,340 people with 81,000 horses on 16,040 properties that comprise 587,000 acres. Our assets are $5.6 billion. Our direct operating expenses are $363 million. And our economic impact has never been accurately measured, but is in the billions. We are every breed and every discipline in the horse world, and we are the place where many of those disciplines began in these United States. We are the Maryland Horse Council. For more information, visit mdhorsecouncil.org. That's mdhorsecouncil.org. Casino and Racetrack is gearing up for its 10th anniversary of live harness racing action. Opening night is May 20th and live racing will be conducted every Tuesday, Saturday and Sunday night through September 16th. Located just north of the Twin Cities off I-35 in beautiful Minnesota, Running Aces has blossomed into the premier harness racing facility and card club casino in the upper Midwest. You can find our signal on major ADW sites and in simulcast centers across North America. For more information, visit our website, runaces.com. The New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program places retired racehorses into approved monitored homes and transitions them into second careers. New Vocations has placed over 350 retired standard breads the past three years. They are now accepting horses from all racetracks in the United States. New Vocations has facilities in Ohio, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania, and is expanding to New York. To learn more, visit newvocations.org and on Facebook at New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program. Back on post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, and right now we're joined by our Yonkers Raceway expert, the one and only Matt Rose. Matt, how are you, buddy? Very good. Thanks for having me again, guys. All right, Matt. Before we get into these things and dissect these races coming up with the Blue Chip Matchmaker on Friday and the George Morton Levy on Saturday, let's get your impressions uh, first of all of both series. Anybody stand out to you? And obviously, Missile J has kind of stood out to everybody. But uh, anybody that has uh, stood out to you so far in either one of these uh, series? Well, I think Missile J is the obvious one, and he kind of, like you mentioned, he kind of bucks the trend of a half mile horse because he's basically stormed home from off the pace in all three of his wins. Uh, I would have to say in the, in the matchmaker uh, bedroom confessions uh, who we, we don't see this week, uh, I guess they're giving her the week off. I'm sure she has plenty of points to make the final with already a couple wins. Uh, I would have to say that, that, that she stamped herself as the horse to beat in the series, along with Maka at par who we will see in the second division of the matchmaker uh, coming up tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, obviously missile J uh, and, in the Levy and bit of a legend uh, last week's uh, last year's Levy champion 
bounced back last week with a huge performance. So it may come down to those two horses um, in the, in the two finals. All right, let's start with the blue chip matchmaker, Matt. The seventh race uh, on Friday night, it does start a 50-cent pick five going for a price of $40,000. It is the fourth leg already, Division One, a field of eight. And I'll tell you what, this has looked at this race uh, for several minutes. This is a very, very tricky race. Obviously, Better Be Cool is getting a big post uh, improvement from three to one. I think it's a big post improvement anyway. From three to one, uh, a Yonkers, especially with that miss to the red hot Regal Electra, has been very good. You've got Tessa Seals there uh, coming out of the bedroom confessions race. She's drawn post two with Crispy Apple getting uh, not so good of a draw out to post seven. Who do you like here? Uh, well, I, I, I am going to go to the one better be cool, and I just don't want to fall into the trap where she's over bet uh, because she's basically she's outraced her odds in the three legs of the series with three. Three solid efforts were close-up board finishes. Now she lands the rail. Uh, Mark, she has tactical speed. Mark McDonald should be able to work out wh- whatever trip he wants in here. And uh, you know what? She, like I said, she's overachieved. Uh, I thought she ran huge last week to read the electra and was actually narrowing the gap late. Uh, she's going to be my top choice in, in a race where there are definitely no standouts. Um, Obviously, logical contender would be the six Wrangler Magic, but uh, I don't like how he's only been – he's missed two of the three blue-chip legs for some reason. Um, the aforementioned Crispy Apple, I, it, she has not been sharp this year, and now from the outside post, I think she's a toss. And Tessa Seelster, it's another one with post relief. She's kind of erratic, uh, but when she's on her game, she's very good, and from the inside post, she'll be close up. But I, I'm going to stick with Better Be Cool. I'm going to – I won't accept too short of a price, but uh, – she will be my top choice, uh, leaving from the rail. Now, listen, Matt, we, it looks like I'm going to have to throw out my selection in the Hannah contest now because we both have the same horse again this week. We, we seem to be uh, matching up on that. But the problem with, the problem with these two legs, and uh, I've kind of been going over them, and we'll talk about it here in race eight as well. It's the uh, second division of the blue chip matchmaker. There is only two horses in either, excuse me, three horses in each let or out of the two legs who have won a division of the blue chip uh, matchmaker uh, in that's she's uh, delight Empress Deo and then uh, Mackenzie a who draws inside this week from post five. So uh, a couple of the big hitters are uh, taking the week off. Yeah. I mentioned bedroom, no bedroom confessions this week. Uh, we do have market par who's uh, coming right back after missing a nose, less than a nose maybe about a quarter of a nose uh, last week, the bedroom confessions. She drifted out and that probably, that may that, drifted out over a really bad, uh, sloppy, uh, pouring with rain track. Uh, it's good to see her right back in here. Um, I'm going to go back to, to Mackenzie, a, who um, we saw two back. Uh, Jordan Stratton took an aggressive approach and uh, retook and cut the mile and, and only one by half a length, but pretty much had plenty left to hold on. Last week, she had absolutely no shot. It was only a six-horse field, but she got away last with Regal Extra leaving outside of her. Finished with plenty of pace, just had way too far to come. And I think from this spot, in a race where there's really, again, there's no standout speed types in this race, I expect Jordan Stratton to be aggressive yet again uh, from the inside post, control things, and uh, I think she's sharp enough to, to get it done. Matt, moving right along to Saturday, and uh, before we get into the George Morton-Levy races, once again, only a, a couple of uh, legs in this fourth division, but as soon as you open the program, race one, number one is the great foiled again. The 13-year-old obviously has got 93 career wins coming off of a fifth and is dropping down in class. What do you – and I know – 
is uh, one of turning into one of John Hernan's favorite horses. What do you think of Foiled again, Matt? Here in this spot, <laughs> I've been I've been a huge defender of Foiled again when people have been complaining. Oh, he should be retired and blah 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 blah. You know what? She's dropping. He's he's dropping back to the level where he won. Uh, I think it was three or four starts back. Uh, now it is fifteen thousand from the rail. I, I will admit that was an easier spot, but you know what? Once once he was hustled out of the gate and able to control the pace. Uh, when he sees horses coming at him, he kind of spurred it clear at the top of the stretch, and he held pretty safely. His last few starts, uh, I'll admit, were a little disappointing. Uh, he pulled last week and, and didn't lose by that much, but just didn't. It's like he was kind of stuck in quicksand outside on the rim. I, I don't know whether I'm going to bet the horse this week, but he's certainly in line for for what should be another good trip from the rail. Um, I'm going to be, like I said, I don't know if I'm going to be betting him, but I will certainly will be rooting for him. Uh, and he should get no worse than a pocket trip in that spot. Uh, so clearly, his, you know, his, his chance, his chance is pretty good, but he, he will get over bet a little from the rail and based on reputation, but, uh, I will be rooting for him. I will be rooting for him. That's for sure. Absolutely. That's our guy, the great foiled again. Race six is uh, the first division, fourth leg of the George Morton Levy series, a field of seven here. Uh, obviously, Clear Vision was a horse I liked last time at 13 to one. And I thought raced extremely well against Missile Jane, great vintage, who had the rail that night. Once again, a good post draw for Clear Vision, who this time will have to face the likes of Wakazashi Hanover and McWicked. Your thoughts on that one? Yeah, you, you, you mentioned you liked him last week, and I was concerned about the time off. Uh, having missed almost a month, but he raced very, very well. Uh, held his ground late, got run over by Missile J, who's you know run over everybody in the three legs of the series. So he, I won't hold that against him. He's right back in consecutive weeks, and he should be much tighter. Uh, I'm going to have him in my top three, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to Guantanamo Bay, who we discussed last week was a, a stone closer that now had drawn the rail, and, and maybe uh, when you have a closer that's now put on the front end, uh, he might have been confused. He got eyeballed on the front end and gave it up pretty pretty readily. I'm going to come back with him from the inside post again and, and hope that the Jordan Stratton, I don't think he'll be on the lead. Hopefully he'll be stalking, maybe second, maybe third. He can come first over and grind at what will be a much better price than last week when he went up 2-1. to one. So I'm going to, I, I'm going to stick with Guantanamo Bay just uh, hoping for a better price this week because I know he's still sharp. I'm going to toss out that speed effort last week. Second leg of the Levy series, Matt, uh, features Keystone Velocity, who's coming off two straight victories. Um, and they both were, uh, I, I wouldn't call them impressive, so to speak, because uh, he only won by a half length in both efforts. But he's the stone-cold closer in this field, uh, to take the take words from you. Of course, Takawu is back after a, a disappointing effort, uh, two starts back in the Levy from post six, but gets some monster post-improvement here. 15-1 to one seems like a, a little bit of an overlay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if class-wise if he stacks up with the rest of them here. Uh, obviously, that was, uh, whatever happened in the Levy first, like he had missed some time, he just backed up. Obviously, last week's race uh, came home in 27-4 against winners overtime proves that clearly he's in shape and capable of keeping pace with these. Uh, I'm not going to look in that direction or in Keystone Velocity's direction. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to Blood Brother who his first start in the Levy ran a, ran a pretty solid multiple move effort to run second and got run over by that missile J horse. Uh, then he followed up with two seven holes where he had absolutely no chance whatsoever. Came home in 27 and a piece in both those races. I, I just, I don't see a ton of speed in this race. And I think Bartlett, uh, Jason Bartlett, the aggressor from the spot, 
and should control should control the action. I think he may be able to be, may be able to get the jump on Keystone Velocity this week, and uh, he'll be my top choice, Blood Brother. All right, the eighth race, third and final division of the George Morton Levy Series, and uh, again, like we talked about in the blue chip matchmaker, uh, again the big hitter taking the week off, Missile J, not in this field. Uh, but one horse that you do notice on the outside is All Bets Off, and All Bets Off has had two decent performances. Matt, two starts back from post six. Uh, looked sharp, closing from off the pace, finished second to Long Live Rock. Of course, you got a bit of a legend in this field somewhere in L.A. and Mocket. So this is a uh, no-slouch field by any means. Oh, yeah, this is, this is a this is a wide-open affair. You can make a case for five or six horses in this race. All bets off uh, his first start of the year in leg one of the Levy, uh, round one of the Levy. He, he ran a, a solid second, and I, I, I and everybody else assumed he was going to move forward off that effort. Got pounded down to one to five his next start. Uh, had it all his own way on the front end and just stops mid stretch. So and he, then he takes then he takes the week off. So maybe that'll help him. Tough to uh, Mac and Kelly sticks with him driving for Burke, but kind of tough to endorse him from this spot. I don't know how aggressive they're going to be. They might just be looking to improve and pick up a small share. This is a wide open race. He had a bit of a legend who put it all together last week and was a solid winner. Market um, so I think is going to take a I think he's going to be over bet from the rail. Uh, he hasn't raced badly, but he hasn't impressed me either. My top choice, and he's my top. He's been my top choice uh, for, for basically two of the three Levy legs. It's a three somewhere in L.A. Uh, has been very stubborn on the front end. Got nipped by Soto, who worked out a perfect pocket trip last week. Uh, you got Jason Bartlett again driving. I think he can. I think he can work his way to the front, which is where the horse is most most comfortable racing. And he's proven very stubborn. I think one of these weeks he's going to hang on. And he should be a halfway decent price in this wide open race. So I will come right back with somewhere in LA and keep my fingers crossed. Matt Rose, Matt, we certainly appreciate you joining us. By the way, I know that uh, you do the uh, thing on DRF Harness with Derek Gibner. That's always a great watch. You guys uh, are doing it on a weekly basis right now for the Levy, right? Uh, yes. Uh, we've been doing it for, we, we, we filmed another uh, exciting episode <laughs> this morning. Uh, which should be avail- which should be available for viewing soon on the DRF website. Uh, yeah, you know what? We, we try to give our good insight, and we, and you know, and we, we, I think we have a good rapport, and we, you know, we have some fun with it also. Uh, we like to bust each other's chops a little bit, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what? It's I, I think it's always a, I think it's always a, a fun to watch, and I, I, I definitely enjoy doing it. Absolutely. Very informative. Uh, we are teaching every one of our listeners certainly to check it out. Matt, we appreciate you joining us once again, my friend. Thank you very much for having me, guys. I appreciate it. All right, that was Matt Rose, uh, kind of our expert at at uh, Yonkers. Is this Levy series kind kind of winds down? And and Mike, if you look back at the Saturday program at Yonkers in the ninth race, our guy, or I should say, Gabe Pruitt's guy, first of its kind, is making his return from Pompano. It's in the ninth race. It's in a known as a 20,000 last five. Of course, first of its kind was very dominant in the open ones down there at the uh, Pompano park. And it seemed like uh, we were talking about him weekly on this program and uh, he will be uh, with driver, Tim Tietrich making his 100th career start, Mike. So it'll be interesting to see how first of its kind makes uh, does in his return back to the East. 
yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And uh, Mike, it's funny you mentioned the great foiled again. Uh, you know, he's uh, he's kind of been hit or miss here lately, but it's always fun to watch uh, foiled again, uh, foiled again race. Uh, our friend Shannon Sugar Doyle uh, a couple years ago in the uh, Molson pace said it's great and awesome being foiled again. And I got to tell you, it, it is great and awesome just watching him uh week in and week out you know he he doesn't finish last but he's still competitive still gets a check every week and hey that's better than a than a sharp stick in the eye yeah no question about it well when we come back we'll wrap this thing up you've got post time with mike and mike it's been a very interesting edition mike carter but a very interesting edition of post time with mike and mike we're going to wrap this thing up when we come back and it's brought to you by our good friends at bet america at Bet America, we're giving away free Kentucky Derby bets. Bet a winner in any Derby prep race now through April 15th, and we'll give you a free bet on that horse to win the 2017 Kentucky Derby. Check out the BetAmerica.com promo calendar for opt-in info and rules. And don't forget about our new bigger and better intro bonus, where your first deposit is tripled. Join Bet America today. The Downs at Mohican Sun Pocono is your home for exciting harness racing. Coming Mondays in April, it's Lucky 25 night. Purchase $25 in live racing vouchers and rematch it for a total of $50 in vouchers. The promotion starts at 5 p.m. See the racing rewards desk for details. Live racing in April every Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Saturday with a post time of 6.30 Sundays. Start time, 7.30. No live racing on Monday, April 3rd. It's the Downs at Mohegan Sun, Pocono. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike. We're going to wrap this thing up. We'll be back at 10.30 next week. Uh, we've had a lot of fun. Thanks to Scott D. Domenico, Aaron Merriman, Russell Foster, Gabe Pruitt, everybody for joining us on the program today. We'll see everybody back here next week at 10.30. Good night. Closing time Turn all of the lights on Over every boy and every girl Closing time One last call for alcohol So finish your whiskey or beer Closing time You don't have to go home But you can't stay here No!